Hi, y'all. It's Angela, and I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And we're in for a special treat today. We get to talk to two amazing ladies that founded a really neat company. It's called Rock Paper coin, not rock, paper, scissors. But it's like when I was reading about them, like rock, paper, coin, I'm like, that sounds so fun and so cool. And it's about making money, which is even cooler for those of you who are on here listening and you're entrepreneurs and we love what we do, but we have to make money. We have to make profit to live and thrive and support a lifestyle. And so what's really fun is Nora and Elizabeth, they have the same last name, but not because they're related. Their last name is Shields, but they are married to brothers. So they get to share a little bit of behind the scenes about how that journey came about until they got into entrepreneurship. So Nora and Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having Thank us. You. We're really excited to be here. Yay. So before we jump in, like, I really want to know, um, how did you all, first off, did you all meet because of your husbands? Like talk us through that journey because the launch of this company in the wedding space I don't know if it came from that or like, were you sitting on each other's porches with one one night? You're like, hey, let's do this, you know, strategy business thing. So yeah, how did you- it all happen? Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. What's up, GSD leaders? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Business Unveiled, where we share expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals. You know we're going to take you behind the scenes of our experiences, share with you what we've learned from them, and how it's made us stronger. Because no one said it's easy owning a business, right? But it's a lot more fun when you've got a strong support team around you. And that's exactly what we do at GSD Creative. We're right there by your side. And I'm so excited that you've chosen this podcast to take the first step in growing a productive, profitable, and successful, wildly successful business within the hospitality and creative industry. Today's podcast is being brought to you by one of my favorite platforms, Kajabi. So stop trading your time for money. Kajabi provides digital entrepreneurs an all-in-one platform which enables you to create a life of freedom on your terms, whatever that may be. Everything is housed under one platform. So there's really no need for multiple services. Kajabi really has all of the tools that you need in one place if you're looking for a home to share your knowledge and build online courses. You have a community of like-minded people with proven success in selling knowledge online and the support with Kajabi is amazing. Give it a try today bit.ly slash a p kajabi 
You actually got it pretty close. This is really? Nora. Yeah. So <laughs> Elizabeth and I um, actually knew each other before Elizabeth met her husband, my brother. Okay. Him. Um, I started a wedding planning firm several years ago um, called Bridal Bliss in the Pacific Northwest. And Elizabeth and I worked together at Bridal Bliss. Um, so that's how we originally met. And um, we, it had been a while since he's had seen each other and we just got together for cocktails and I found out she was newly single and she loved dating and she was like <laughs> the only person I'd ever met that actually enjoyed dating. Aww, yeah, so, I don't know too many either, girl. <laughs> I had three great single guys I knew at the time and looking back, it would be ridiculous if she had been with either of those other two people. But um, I set her up on a date with Tim and um, the rest is history. So was that your husband's brother? Yeah. And then, so Elizabeth, did you feel pressure? Like, oh, I need to like him? <laughs> like, how did that no, go? It was almost the opposite. I, as Nora mentioned, I just loved dating. Like that chapter in my life, I just, I love meeting people. I'm a total extrovert. And so I was like, this is so great. I just get to like hang out with this guy. And we both know Nora and the Shields are just like super fun. Love a good time. Love to like host parties. So it was just like really fun and very casual. And like three or four months into it, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I, I actually kind of think I like you. Like it was almost like a surprise, <laughs> like, oh, this is like going so well and easy. So it just like took me by surprise. And we dated for five years. Um, oh, wow. I know. And then, yes, it, it took a little bit to get to the proposal. I'm not going to okay. lie. Okay. <laughs> I heard about that a lot. <laughs> like, is he ever going to ask me? <laughs> no. So we, uh, he proposed and, um, we just got married, uh, three years ago. So it's, it's been fun. Oh, that's, and so then, so did you do wedding planning as well before together at all before the whole rock paper coin company happened? Yeah, exactly. So Nora started Bridal Bliss. And uh -huh. when I graduated from college, I got my first, you know, real job and I was sitting at a desk and I was Ugh. like, oh no, like, what did I get myself into? Like, this is not like what I should be doing. I just have to have human interaction. Mm -hmm. So I emailed Nora and I was like, Hey, like I found your company. Do you need help? And she was like, yeah, sure. So I interned with her for a summer and I was like, okay, done. Like, this is what I need to be doing with my life. Nora is this amazing leader that mm -hmm. I just wanted to like hook my wagon to and like follow in her footsteps of planning weddings. And it was awesome. So I think Nora, we like probably worked together two or three years before you introduced me to Tim. Yeah, I think you're right. Wow. Okay. Yes. And then we were just like, working and diving into weddings and planning weddings. And from that, you know, it very like naturally progressed into rock, paper, coin, because Nora and I, one, one day we were out to cocktails again. <laughs> like, uh -huh. We like cocktails. <laughs> this happens a lot in our life. <laughs> and we're like, okay, like we're doing the same thing with every client and it's just so much follow-up and you know, really like repeating the same emails. And, and it just felt like a lot of the creativity of what we loved about wedding planning was getting stripped away because 
weddings were becoming so much more detailed in such larger events that we were spending more time on the admin thing. So we just kind of started looking around and brainstorming ideas of what we wanted in the program. And I mean, trust us when we say we had no intention of starting a technology company. It was like, we wanted to find a solution. And when it came to us, there's like, there's nothing out on the market and there's nothing built for the wedding industry. There's other, you know, maybe solutions that are being marketed to the industry, but they don't really truly understand how complex the wedding industry is. No one does. Yeah. So we just like very slowly dove into rock, paper, coin, and we honestly brainstormed for like an entire year and did a bunch of market research before we even really like started into any development at all. And that's the hard part. And for those of you who have not checked out Rock, Paper, Coin, what they do is really, it's all about simplicity, but it's about the non-fun stuff that needs to happen no matter what, the contracts, the invoices, the processing, the payments, like on time. And that is the part where the creative industry, I don't know what it is but they don't understand that. And I was one of those girls, so I can talk about us like that. And I'm like, what? We got to have a contract? What? Like, why do we have to send invoices? Why do I have to track everything? Like, can't I just like shop and have fun and like spend money? (laughs) I'm like the dumb blonde from like legally blonde with Reese Witherspoon. And then I didn't know what I was doing when it came to like running a business and you know, for years it was just like, okay, I'm having fun and I love it. And I have a real job, but like, this is my sad thing. And then I'm making people happy, but I didn't understand until like I was drugged to court, not because of me, but I was subpoenaed to court because a client was filed bankruptcy. And like, then things just got very non-fun and I'm like, well, shit. And I got to hire hire an attorney. And then it's like more money, more people, more problems, more, a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. So like, and then me being a tech geek as well, it, and working with, um, you know, some other tech startups for the creative event wedding industry. Yesterday I was on an advisory call with five other people and we were talking about this exact thing that when you go in to raise money and you talk to investors and it's like, you say the word wedding and like their head immediately goes to whatever bad experience they had as a married or divorced investor. And then it's like, you can't get it back to business. (laughs) And so we were working on like clarifying this pitch that like no one else is doing what this one girl is doing. And she gets all these pitch competitions and she does a great job. But then people are like, oh, you're in the wedding industry. That's cute. Um, so uh-huh, uh-huh. that's what I'm telling you. It's like, so I would love to know like what your experience has been. And did you pivot to learn? Like, don't even freaking say that word. Or it's like, we're a technology company that helps create. It's like, how have you all overcome that? Because I see it still to this day, like even yesterday happening to people that the wedding industry is a trillion dollar industry. And the fact that tech investors don't understand this, no matter what is going on in the world, a flood, a global pandemic, you're shut down at your house. Guess what? People still virtual date. They still fall in love. So to me, weddings and funerals, celebration of lives is totally recession proof because people are always going to fall in love and they're always going to die. So, you know, sadly, but that's just how it is. So 
what has been your experience? I cannot wait to hear this. <laughs> so we, um, when we first started looking for funding, we kind of brainstormed which route we wanted to go. And we obviously had to talk about, you know, our goals of the company and what we saw in the future, which was kind of difficult just starting out because we're just trying to, you know, get this thing to work and get it out the door and get people on the platform. So um, when it came to the point that we did need funding, we started by talking with people we knew. Um, and it ended up that our investors had used the services of Bridal Bliss before and had a really great experience. So they already knew what it was like to work with us. They knew we were professional. They knew, like, we know what we're talking about. Um, so that was basically how we got in the door with our investors. And since kind of the easiest way to describe a wedding planner, at least, is to compare it to the construction industry. We are essentially the general contractors that work with all of the different vendors. We have our clients. And then when you kind of lay that out, there's more of a visual and people have a better understanding of what it actually is you do. I love that you use the construction industry <laughs> because not a lot of people would do that. And that is pretty brilliant because everybody pretty much has construction all around them, no matter where they are. So that's really smart. Um, and that's even more awesome that you knew someone that believed in you and had used your services. And so how would you say, so are you all still planning? Like, I know that rock, paper, coin, like, would you say that it is just, it's shaking things up a bit <sighs> and how has it been shaking things up a bit? Yeah, it is shaking things up because we are the first platform of its kind that is going to integrate all three parties. So the vendors, the wedding planners and the couples getting married. And right now out on the market, that doesn't exist. It's all either business to business or business to consumer. And so, you know, there's other platforms out there to process contracts, but if your client is hiring a photographer and they're on a different platform, that photographer would send the contract to the client. Well, the wedding planner is completely cut out of that equation. They can't view the contract oftentimes then the client sending it to their wedding planner for review mm -hmm. and there's a lot of back and forth and email communication and frankly just a lot of wasted time so with rock paper coin we wanted to integrate that third party right out of the gate if a client has a assigned wedding planner and a vendor sends them a contract or an invoice that wedding planner is automatically notified and can review, approve. Um, we even have functionality on our application where a client can actually assign permissions to their wedding planner to sign on their behalf or pay on their behalf. So now the wedding planner can really take that active role. I love that. And I, I mean, my next question, which you kind of already really answered it, but I know one of your, your things with rock, paper, coin is like, the clutter, the clutter, clutter, clutter of email inboxes. And did I send that contract? Did I sign that contract? Did I do that? Had, do you all have any like case studies where you, I mean, you may have done one yourself where you tracked it. So you know, like how many emails per day were decluttered out of the inboxes just by removing all of this like back and forthness? 
Oh, it's yeah. substantial. It's hours of time. Um, I started tracking it and it was so much that I was overwhelmed by it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Rock, paper, coin sends reminders. It sends communication directly to the client. So all of that is taken off the hands of the planner or the, um, the wedding professional or event professional. So it kind of takes over a lot of those business pieces that most wedding and event pros don't want to handle. They're mostly in the industry to be creative, to hone their craft, and not to send contracts or deal with payments. And I've, I've also been finding like, unless people have had stuff happen to them, like they're just not worried about it. And I'm like, no, like take it from me, make sure that you, I mean, we now have a policy that we cannot and will not raise a finger to start doing anything until the, the, con the digital contract is mm -hmm. signed. And the invoice is paid for a retainer, meaning it's non-refundable. And that's the reason we went month to month billing. billing. One of the reasons is because people change and then it's like, they don't like each other anymore. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, that's not my problem. We've right. still done the work. Um, you know, so it just, you learn all these things the hard way, but it's funny because the reason I ask about the keeping up with it is I had a business coach that had me track time and track emails. And by sharing like simple free tools like Dropbox and Google Drive, it started to reduce our emails about 300 mm -hmm. a day. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday we had a case study for this advisory board and all of our emails are tracked through our CRM. And so I asked one of my team members, I'm like, hey, pick a low maintenance person from last year and how many emails did we send? And it, we planned the wedding for 14 months. It was a large wedding, like well over 500 people. And it was very, um, I would say like religious heavy in like the Persian, Indian, Venezuelan community. Wow. And, yeah. And so That's I'm like, hey. Mix. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, run a report. And so she sent me back and she's like, okay, with the bride, this was just the bride. Um, there was 234 emails for 14 months, which really is low because right. she's very low maintenance, but the whole proof in the pudding is to show that like with all these tech tools that we have, it eliminates a lot of the back and forth. And then, but here's the bad part is where the vendors, the back and forth yeah. with the vendors mm -hmm. was 788. Oh my God. So almost oh triple email <gasps> from just the right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I love tracking stuff like this because when it, when people are like looking at things and they're like, oh my God, just planning a wedding is so much fun. Like, I'm like, no, it's a business. You don't freaking understand. And so, yeah, I just, I like geek out on that stuff. But as you guys know, I mean, it just by fixing the contractual, the invoice, the payment side of things, it can eliminate a lot of things. So right. do you all, and it's for everybody in the industry. Yeah. yeah. Not any just type, planners. Any type of vendor. And we actually have some um, new functionality coming up that our developers are working on to Ooh, what is it? the amount of emails even more. We will basically have like a Dropbox or a Google Drive where you can store files um, <gasps> and they're shareable to your vendors. So the vendors can access, the couple can access. So things like 
you know, what the bouquet is supposed to look like, the final floor plan, the final menu. So it's accessible throughout planning, but also on the wedding day itself. Um, so that should make things quite a bit easier. And another really great thing that our vendors are excited about is um, an, a vendor list for each client. So after the wedding or on the day itself, you, you would be able to see all of the social media handles. You won't have to check in and be like, oh, what's your Instagram again? Or, or get anything wrong. So that's something that our, our vendors are really excited about as well. That's just, I mean, it's awesome. What, what feedback have you gotten like from people that are in the industry that are like using the platform? It has been so great. We're so excited about it. We've put so much heart and soul and time into this. So to have people like legitimately love it and use it has been incredibly rewarding. Um, you know, I think one of our biggest goals in creating Rock Paper Coin is we wanted it to be easy. And that I think we've achieved. It's really streamlined. You can achieve what you want to do on a variety of screens. So um, it's really, really easy to do what you want to do. Um, a lot of things other people have said is they appreciate the aesthetic of the platform. Some of the other ones out there aren't the prettiest to look at. So when you're sending kind of your initial communication with your client, they get a really beautiful email and the branding is nice and the, the colors look great. Um, so we've gotten a lot of comments about that, but otherwise our vendors are just really excited to be saving money. Our um, processing fee is only two and a half percent. So it's substantially less than anything else out there. Um, and we um, just kind of based on what's happening in the world right now, we decided to cut all subscription fees. So um, it's completely wow. free for our wedding professionals to use. So take me through the user experience in terms of, do you have the vendor sign up for it? Like, so if I'm a planner or a photographer or whatever, if you'll give me some scenarios on like what, how long does it take to get approved and how long does it take me to get on the platform? Take me through like a user experience. It takes all of like two minutes to get on the platform. So exactly. as a, yeah, as a <laughs> wedding vendor, you can, or an event professional, you can sign up directly and, um, you just need your name and email address to get started. Once you're on the platform, um, if you want to play around with sending an invoice or a contract, we do need a little bit more information. But as far as actually getting onto the application, it's very, very minimal. And that is the same with wedding planners. Um, the onboarding process is exactly the same. When you are a vendor or a wedding planner, you can then invite your clients to join the platform. If you have a client that say, oh, you know, doesn't need to join the platform, maybe they're just ordering like a one-off thing for a baby shower or a birthday party, we have the option to send what's called like a guest invoice where that client doesn't actually have to be on the platform to process um, their payments through rock, paper, coin, but it allows the vendor or the wedding planner to still keep everything in one easy place. Gotcha. I love that. Yeah. So does this, so for vendors that use QuickBooks, does this integrate or does this kind of take the place of? Not yet. Okay. That is something that we are working on with our development team to integrate into QuickBooks. But what we do have right now is the ability to download all of the information into a CSV and then that can be uploaded into QuickBooks. Okay. So it can still, 
And so have you all um, entertained doing a zap, like with Zapier? Yes. We are actually looking into that right now. So we're chatting with our developers about it. Awesome. Because it seems like Zapier is able to link. Oh my God, we have so many zaps set up for automation. (laughs) It's kind of stupid, (laughs) but it saves so much time to wear. And I will say it's not perfect. Like every once in a while, shit comes unhooked from something because something upgraded. Yeah. And then there's like a manual and it's like, oh, you have to check that button or you have to yeah. hit that update. And it's like, shit, it's never perfect, but it's getting there and it's really making things much more easy for someone who doesn't have a business brain, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um and, you know, with times being a little bit tougher right now, you know, having accountants and business managers and all that, like on retainer, you know, was, is like a has been thing for a lot of these creative companies that just can't make it all right now. Um, it's like the struggle is real <laughs> and <laughs> I love how you guys like took away the subscription and then like, how did you even negotiate a 2%? Like, that's incredible. The idea also behind Rock, Paper, Coin was that we are all small to medium-sized businesses in the wedding and event industry. So the idea of your little small wedding planning company going out and negotiating really good rates with a payment processor or, you know, a contract provider, it's unheard of and it's not going to happen. You're going to pay really high prices. So we also initially started with the idea, well, why don't we all band together if we have all of our contracts being run through one processor and all of our payments being run together as a collective, Rock, Paper, Coin can then go and negotiate all of these great rates on behalf of the clients, and then we're going to pass them along to the vendors and wedding planners. Which is amazing. It's it's like this um, business model is finally making it into mm-hmm. our industry. Like in the healthcare yeah. industry, a lot of like onesies and twosies, like small primary care doctors got together mm-hmm. and it's like 300 doctors is much more powerful than one or two going to an insurance agency for, to talk about reimbursements or for electronic medical records. And it's like, Hey, if we're bringing you 300 people versus two, we're going to have much more negotiating power. So I'm so glad because I don't feel like a lot of people bring that over into the creative industry. So that's amazing. Yes. Um, How do you tell us, like, how do you get the most out of just like inboxes and emails and struggles and folders and tasks and reminders? How has this platform helped people with all of those organizational needs that yeah. should be happening, but quite, quite frankly, they're not always happening ever <laughs> with creative right. people? I know <laughs> it's so hard. Emails are like truly the thing I think a lot of us struggle with because it's not why we got into the industry, but Mm -hmm. it's what we need to be really good at. So the idea behind kind of an inbox management style is to be as organized and keep your inbox as clutter-free as possible. So your folder system is going to be very important to keeping your inbox clean. So starting with larger folders, you know, chronological is usually a great way to tackle it and having subfolders under that, I think um, works really well for a lot of people. 
you know, the folder system is really only going to be as useful as you want it to be. So making sure you call folders by the names of like the clients and how you refer to them by their event date, their last name, their first name. Um, just making sure that your folders are set up in a way that you can remember and file things easily. And then in addition to those chronological client folders, making sure you have some admins for like payroll, taxes, um, you know, insurance, all of that stuff as well. There is a really fun kind of like tool that I love sharing to go through a really overwhelmingly full inbox and it's kind of first in first out. So the idea is that you head to the bottom of your email and you first then clear out all of the clutter, your subscriptions, ads, you know, um, whatever it is that you subscribe to, just clear out the clutter, then start with the last email, open it up. And if you can respond within three to five minutes, go ahead and respond immediately and file it away. You go through your whole inbox doing that. When you come to emails that are going to take more than that allotted three to five minutes, you leave them in your inbox until you've gone through everything. At this mm -hmm. point, you can do one of two things. You can either turn to your calendar and actually block out specific time to respond to each of those emails in the calendar. You could put like what it is that you need to get in order to respond to this email and the guesstimate of time it's going to take. I personally work really well in the Gmail task function, which mm -hmm. is like a blue little dot on the right-hand side. I open that up and with all of my emails in the inbox, I'll go ahead and make a note, a task for each email, what I'm going to need to complete it and the estimated time for how long it's going to take. I will total that all up and then build that onto my calendar so that I have these projects that I can tackle and I can then respond to those clients saying, you know, thanks so much. I'll be back in touch with you by X date. Mm -hmm. um, so this really helps to set expectations with your clients. It helps to keep your inbox like more of a virtual to-do list instead of like a triage mess. And it will also serve as like reminders, having it not only in your inbox, but also on the task list or in your calendar. Yeah. I love that. So like how often should people really be even like checking their email? <laughs> What's your opinion? It's so hard. I, I'm guilty. Like my email is up all the time, but <laughs> actively checking it versus just like having it up, I think are two separate things. So yes. I love to do some like inbox management in the morning. I'll set aside a couple hours. I again at lunchtime. And I do it once before, like kind of the end of the day, just clearing it out, getting ready for the next day. So mm -hmm. it, whatever it is that, you know, works well for you, I think it's important to just be consistent because your clients, if they know when you're on email and can expect communication, they're going to feel better knowing that you're working, you know, setting those expectations, becoming more predictable is really the place that we want to get everybody in. Amen to that. Um, I will say that when I was doing this by myself for about seven years and had a full-time job and still taught a part-time gymnastics job, <laughs> oh my oh my gosh. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, the only time that I had was literally 9 p.m. to like 3 or yeah. 4 a.m. And then I would get up and go teach a 5.30 a.m kickboxing class oh and I was way more in shape then than I ever will be <laughs> because I will never effing do that again. <laughs> no, thank you. 
And it was like so unhealthy because I didn't sleep that much, but I was incredibly productive. But that got me, I mean, it has, it's still to this day, like for the, then I hired an assistant just to like help me manage my inbox. And yeah. she was actually an intern for months. And then I was like, Hey, do you want to stay on? Cause she like really knew how to use Mac mail. And I, at the time yeah. was not of an Apple girl yet. I was still on PC. And so finally she was like, you know, maybe you should get Travis, let's get an iPad first. Or so I like went backwards. I like did the iPad, then the phone, and then the freaking computer, which my computer got a virus. And that's another reason I was oh, like, no. okay, I'll, you know, it was like hard road, but it's like the best thing I ever did. Right. So right. I just, um, I felt like I was always in email jail. And then my clients, what you just said is so important is like, if they, they expected me to, and like vendors would say it all the time. They're like, oh, well, we'll just get emails from Angela at three and four in the morning. And it's like, that's not a good business practice. And so I had to like really backpedal out of that. And so, I mean, we've come a long way since then, but also like I I have someone full time that that is her job is to manage email, manage communication, anything that goes on the calendar. You know, it Mm -hmm. took me a little bit and a little while to get there and to be able to afford it. And so now like having all types of like tools. So like we use Unroll Me to like get all the subscription stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, we yes. use SaneBox so we can deal with things later. Um, and now it's like, I'm fortunate to where we do one email. I read about one email a day where it's like the daily bullet, but it may be like pages and pages and pages long of things that happen that day. And so it, almost like a to-do list of like, hey, this is what happened. And then, hey, this is the questions that I need you to answer so yeah. I can get back to the client. And that was another thing that I learned the hard way when I went on and would answer everything that was not helping or building up someone that I was trying to train yes. to take the information over. And it it didn't create trust between that person and the client. And so the more I removed myself, like the better we got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like email cannot consume your productivity because you're not productive, like doing it all day throughout the day. So, so true. I can, do y'all use any, um, are there any apps or tools that you would recommend, um, that could help with email Joe? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I feel like there's so many out there right now and it's just like, so great to like tap into a few of them to help like ease it up. Um, some of the ones that we really love are the meeting scheduler. There's a couple different companies out there, but we use meeting, meeting scheduler by cloud HQ and it just saves all of the emails of like trying to schedule a meeting with a client or a vendor. It will just insert that link into your email and then the recipient can sign up for a meeting that is cross-referenced to your calendar availability. So that can definitely save a lot of time. I think another one that is super useful is called Screencastify. And this is a recording application. So it's completely free. You can download it. It will allow you to record yourself or your screen. And it's not, you know, directly tied to your inbox, but if you're working on an email that is becoming like super lengthy or you know it's going to take you 
30 minutes to build, switch over and record it. You know, send a personalized message, relay that message with, you know, visual communication as well as audio. And it's going to also have a personalized touch when you're sending it to your client. I think it's a great tool to show people how to access something on a website, where to find something in a folder system, or just your, your pretty face. Like, why not send that? So that can be a great tool for helping to spend less time on those really lengthy emails. And that then, app, sorry, can I jump in? Um, yeah. That app is also really great. Like, say you've done a consult call with a couple, you haven't actually met them in person. It just adds that personal touch where they see your face and you're talking to them and they feel like they can get to know you a little better. But it's also great to use that with other uh, pros, event pros. So, um, for example, I was talking with um, a, a website designer and I was trying to describe what I wanted her to change. And I was like, why am I trying to type this out? So I just recorded my screen, put my cursor over what I was trying to explain. And it was like, boom, she understood it. It got taken care of. Had I emailed it, it probably would have taken four more back and forth before we figured it out. So it's a really great and easy feature to use with clients and wedding pros. Yeah. Uh, and things are so emotional with weddings and yeah. especially right now. Mm -hmm. And so we, um, do y'all use Marco Polo? No, I've been looking into it, but a lot of people <laughs> really love, love that. <laughs> I mean, it's free and it's just like video texting on, you know, back yeah. and forth, but like, oh my gosh, what you just said is like, it would have taken four more back and forths. And sometimes totally. when I put things in email or text, I'm like, that's not what I said. If I'm voice dictating <laughs> it. And I'm like, I definitely didn't say that. Or they like take it the wrong way. Or they're like really not in like a stable mood to like maybe take some news that isn't yes. going to resonate with them really well. And, you know, then it causes like crying and family arguing. And I'm just like, oh my God, email, <laughs> you know? So I'm just like, how can we be more personal? And I know automation is great. And I love automation, like for the contracts and mm -hmm. the invoices and like the not fun part, but that frees our time up so we can be more dedicated to like exactly what you just said is focusing on what you love doing and like, let's spend your time there. Um, what is your, what are y'all's thoughts on just email responses and, but like still maintaining like, and being authentic to responses? Like, mm -hmm. How do you guys handle that? So I think responding quickly is one of the most important things you can do as an event professional. Um, that's honestly one of the biggest disconnects we hear from new clients and people that are on rock, paper, coin is it takes their, their vendors so long to, to get back in touch with them. Obviously, florists, bakers, all those different event professionals are working on their craft, so they're not in front of their computer all the time. But um, being able to respond quickly is really important and an easy, easy way to do that is to have a canned response or a template ready to go that you can just fill in when you get an inquiry. So um, couples today and just people in general are expecting canned responses. It's not unexpected to get something like that, but I do still think it's really important to personalize them. So, you know, include their name, include something they mentioned in their inquiry form. But if you are finding yourself typing the same email more than twice, 
you should really have a canned response ready to go that you can respond with. So things for like inquiries, follow-ups, reviews after the event, those are all, all really helpful. And there are different apps you can use to do that. Gmail makes it really easy to set up a template. Um, so you can just pull up that email, respond really quickly and, and keep it branded. So it matches your company's branding. It's in your, um, just kind of your, your brand speak, essentially. It, it definitely fits um, what your company is all about and uh, kind of your voice as well. Yeah, I'm all about some copy and paste. Definitely. <laughs> copy, paste, copy, paste. And I'm all about some automation. But I will say that we've had a few times where someone fills out a form and if they don't pick the appropriate like drop downs or hit the appropriate radio buttons, they're going to get a response that we tried to customize, but they <laughs> hit the wrong thing. And they're like, I'm not having a bar mitzvah. Or oh my gosh. Well, like I'm, I inquired about a, a freaking wedding. And it's like, well, you hit the wrong thing. So, um, you know, then there's those times. And then at one point we tried to automate a bunch of email reminders and we, um, built something in Infusionsoft where we could put the date of the wedding or the event. And then it would like populate all these reminders and we're like, Oh, this is going to be great. Well, it created like much more of a pain in the ass than it did anything because people are like, even though I said to them probably 50 times, Hey, we're trying out this new automated system for reminders. If you've already done that, or we've recently discussed it, just simply ignore it. Well, yeah. that <laughs> aggravated people and it aggravates me too. Like as right. a consumer, I mean, I'm in this business group and it's like, if you register for an event, then you should not send me any more emails asking me to register for the event. It's on right, my effing sure. calendar. I will be there. You know, like you might want to send me a reminder, but again, it's on my calendar. And I used your email tool to put it on my calendar and oh you should gosh. be able to see that automation. So don't right. send me any more emails. You know, so it's just like, there are so many tools out there that like, they did the front end of it, but then, and then, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm just trying to make the experience mm -hmm. better for all 240 members who also are aggravated with these emails. And then the response is, well, our automation tool doesn't do that. It just oh sends out, you know, so it's like they front load the stuff, but then they forget like, what if someone does this? What if mm -hmm. someone does that? And it's like, you have to think through all those things and then create the automation. <laughs> so it just cracks me up how some people like halfway do it. And then I'm like, really guys, come on. Um, like, what are some other, are there any other things that if somebody is just so overwhelmed with email, what is, do you have any experience shares on like outsourcing it at all to um, a, a virtual assistant or do you have any guidelines yeah. for anything like that? I think there's pros and cons to the virtual assistants and I really think it depends on on your company. If your company has, you know, more than like one to two employees and a lot of your emails you're finding are more internal emails, I think that is a sign that you probably need to move to like a messaging platform such as Slack. Slack is a like online, you know, message platform that can host organized conversations. You can share documents, links. I think something like that would really help to clear up the inbox and keep it very cluttered free and more for your clients and projects. So I think 
like for those companies, a virtual assistant might not be the best way. It might just be recognizing where all of the emails are coming in from and then creating a plan for how to, to reduce those. Um, the other thing too, with a little bit of like companies that have a handful of employees, there's a website called One Password. And it's an amazing website that allows you to host all of your company's passwords in like a protected vault mm. so that all of your employees can access certain passwords that you give them permission to. So they have, they have a quicker access into the documents that they might need in order to answer some emails. I, we, we use one password. So you do. I it's love so amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. And let me tell you, but the reason I started using it wasn't even because of that. It's because my identity was stolen and I needed everything to be encrypted. Yeah. And so, and then the other benefits, exactly what you just said, like in like minimize how many times someone needs to get something from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That is a safe way to do it. So that is it amazing. Is. And it hosts, you know, notes. It doesn't have to yeah. just be passwords. So it really can be a great tool to give your employees access to a lot more information that's normally just in your brain or on your computer. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm so excited for people to know about your company And I want people to know like, yeah, it's a little bit of a disruptor, but it's like a positive disruptor, like in the industry. And so people can go and sign up to use the platform. They can save money, they can save time. So how can they go and sign up for the platform? They can visit our website. It's rockpapercoin.com. And if they want to enter WED, 20. So that's W E D two zero. They can try out the site completely free and, um, receive notifications for like new features that we're going to be updating. And, um, as we unveil, um, additional technology to the, to the platform. I love it. This is so awesome. And guys, we'll put that all in the show notes. So if you want to try it out and then also go follow the girls over on Facebook and Instagram and you have a YouTube channel and LinkedIn and you're all under rock, paper, coin, right? Yes, we are. And the YouTube actually hosts a bunch of videos giving insight into the platform. So if you want to check it out before signing up, that's totally great. We're also happy to to chat with anyone so they can reach out um, through our website and we'll connect with, with them personally. Awesome. And we'll never have to worry about customer service because we know that you guys know <laughs> how important it is it to is. get back to somebody in a timely manner. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. Well, thanks ladies so much for chatting with us today. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us on. It was fun to chat. You're so welcome. And everyone who's listening, be sure to go check out rockpapercoin.com. Sign up for the platform, try it out, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Business Unveiled. Have a great day. Bye. Now that you have all the tools you need to conquer the world in GSD, just share this with your friends and your fellow GSD leaders and be sure you're a subscriber so you never miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled and you can ask Siri to listen to the latest episode, but you got to be a subscriber. Before I go, I have a huge favor to ask and it would mean the world to me. While you're listening, snap a quick screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, 
tag me at GSD leader underscore and share with me your top takeaway from this episode and how it relates to you. Until next time, remember, stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.